This edition of Farming the Countryside is brought to you by Pivot Bio Proven. Turn to a better nitrogen. Learn more at pivotbio.com. Welcome to Farming the Countryside. I'm Andrew McCrae. Farm operations and small-town businesses are often looking for ways to retain and attract the next generation of farm and small business owners and a workforce that can keep rural and agricultural communities alive. But how do you make that happen? Here's a way. Some towns and cities are doing just that, and you could replicate it where you live. It's our topic for this week's Farming the Countryside, brought to you by Pivot Bio. When it comes to using nitrogen on my corn, the more predictable, the better. Predictability is just one of the reasons I've used Pivot Bio Proven 40 in my crops for the past two seasons. With Pivot Bio, I know my crops are getting a sure source of nitrogen they need, no matter the weather. And now, that same predictability is available right on the corn seed. Pivot Bio Proven 40 on seed gives growers even more flexibility with their nitrogen plan. Our field demonstrations show an opportunity for a better ROI and a reduction of synthetic nitrogen. Contact your local sales rep to learn more or just go to pivotbio.com. Many of us listening to this broadcast are either from small towns or connected to them in some way, and I believe many of us want to pass farms, property, or businesses on to a next generation and or we are looking to recruit and retain a good workforce to fill the roles each community needs. But saying this and achieving it are two different things, of course. Having served on a local school board for nine years, one of the items often on my mind and others are how to further educational opportunities beyond the local level. I've been interested in some towns who are helping pay for all or a significant part of their high school graduates' further education, that can not only be quite a benefit to a student, but a draw to keep and attract families to a community and perhaps influence the next generation to consider their hometown as a place to live and raise a family. My guest this week is Jason Jones, Executive Director of the Arkadelphia, Arkansas Promise Program. He'll explain what that is, but it's an idea that communities are using in a variety of formats to make great things happen in some of the nation's smallest towns. Jason Jones is my guest. Jason is in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. Hey, Jason, you know, you're going to tell us about the Promise program down there. And I've been following this, even though we haven't had a chance to visit. Maybe give a little bit of your background and tell me a little bit about Arkadelphia, too, because I've not been through Arkadelphia before. So I'm the executive director of the Arkadelphia Promise Foundation. And uh, my background uh, pre-Promise program was a uh, high school and college, mostly college, uh, women's basketball coach. And uh, so I've got a a lifelong career in in education one way or another. And um, my dad was uh, an Air Force chaplain, so I was a bit of an Air Force brat slash preacher's kid. Uh, Spent most of my time in Arkansas. We we were out of state with the Air Force a couple of terms and uh, grew up I, I claim Walnut Ridge, Arkansas, a uh, rice, soybean, cotton-growing community up in northeast Arkansas as, as my hometown. I've been in Arkadelphia for about 20 years now, town of about 10,000. So Arkadelphia Promise, the Promise programs have been around for a little while. 
talk about what a promise program is maybe to begin with, because, you know, lots of high schools have scholarships, but a promise program is a little bit different, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's a pl- what we call a place-based scholarship program, meaning basically if you're from that community, uh, it is very likely that you'll qualify for this scholarship. Each community does their promise programs differently based on the amount of money that they have to give in scholarships. Uh, the mothership is in Kalamazoo, Michigan. They have a program that is funded in perpetuity and it is massive and they have i would say hundreds of millions of dollars to spend on it It, it's a massive program uh that they've been uh, put in charge of and then uh honestly where we kind of came from was uh el dorado arkansas about 90 minutes south of us uh announced a promise program that was funded by the murphy oil company uh a few years prior to us announcing our promise program and um, our high school graduates from our community that go on to college, we're trying to give them uh, some financial support to help pay for college because it's very expensive. Right. And the promise programs now, and I've read a little bit about yours. I'm fairly familiar with El Dorado's. And of course you mentioned Kalamazoo there. A lot of times these promise scholarships will cover most, if not all of tuition for, graduates from those places is that right yeah um kind of the original one at kalamazoo their intent was to pay for tuition and fees uh you know all necessary fees that's kind of what el dorado does um here in arkansas we also have a a a state lottery and uh, a lot of that money or at least some of that money goes into the arkansas challenge scholarship program and so here in arkadelphia we kind of combine our promise money with Arkansas Challenge scholarship money to do everything we can to give our students as much money as possible to help pay for their tuition and fees. Right. So I read on your website then that the students can apply for that lottery scholarship and then whatever it doesn't cover, that's where the idea of your scholarships come in to cover the rest. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. And then we also take advantage, you know, we're really aggressive My role is sort of, I'm sort of like a college counselor as well as a scholarship administrator. Uh, We try to help our kids find other scholarships and we don't, we don't give our students less money if they find other scholarships, but we're just doing everything we can to help our community kids find as much money as possible to help pay for college. And, you know, we have kids get big academic scholarships and maybe that can go to pay for room and board. And uh, the promise money will go for tuition and fees. So a lot of our kids end up going and, uh, you know, have very little, if any, uh, out-of-pocket expenses whenever it's all said and done. Take me back to when the, the program started. Was there, was it just looking down the road at El Dorado that you said, hey, we need to do this? Or was there something going on in the community? Or why did people get together and say, this is something we should do? Yeah, there was a... Uh, a group of folks and they were honestly they were kind of working on economic driver types of ideas and a piece of that um that plan was to um create a promise type of program and and part of it was to you know we, we knew we needed to increase the college going rate of our high school it wasn't where it should be um we knew that we wanted to help lower uh, the college debt that students were coming out of college with. 
And the community, this, this economic driver part of it was they needed and wanted a more educated workforce because some of the, uh, the uh, plants or the, the types of jobs they were trying to bring into Arkadelphia, they kept being told, you know, we really need more college graduates. We need more engineers. We need, you know, we just need more um, folks with college degrees that are willing to come to Arkadelphia. And so they felt like, hey, we should be trying to cultivate that out of our local high school kids that go on to college, and maybe they'll want to come back home after college and work here in this community if we have jobs available for them. So at that point, then, did the community, did they just begin raising the money? Did they have businesses step forward? How did you begin to, to get the, the cash yeah. you need then to have the, the, the money to do it? Right. So we have a, at that time we had a couple of um, major players um, in the in the banking market in Arkansas. Um, one was um, an affiliate of of that branch, and it's it's the Ross Foundation. And um, the the family has a background in banking and in the forestry industry, which is one of our big um, industries in South Arkansas because we have so many pine trees. And um, and they were willing to jump on board with this from uh, the very beginning. They were instrumental in, in forming the Arkadelphia Promise. And then a local bank, Southern Bank Corp, they are the, un- the other major funders. So it's ba- the, the two of those, the two uh, different banking organizations or groups uh, funded this 50-50. And uh, they were both all in from the very beginning. Their CEOs their, uh, and their boards were all in on this. And so we were very fortunate that we had a couple of uh, organizations right here in a town of 10,000 that um, had the mindset to try to make a change right in the local community. You see kind of every different way to do it, that a community, you know, if a community puts their mind that they want to have a promise program for their local kids, um, there are programs uh, much smaller than ours that have 25, 35 graduates a year. There's a community just a few miles from us that when uh, Arkadelphia Promise was announced, they literally passed a baseball cap around at basketball games uh, to collect funds for a scholarship fund because they were scared they were going to lose students to Arkadelphia. And they've continued to do that up until just a couple of years ago. They, um, so they literally pass the hat. And uh, so you have communities that do that. These stories are leading me where I wanted to go then as far as has the program then attracted new families to Arkadelphia? Because, and we should mention, it's, I believe it's a sliding scale. So if you're there K through 12, you could get 100% of the money, but it, it's lesser right. after that. Is that correct? Yes, that's true. Um, so initial, we initially, um, to your question, in the first two or three years, we saw um, a two to three percent increase in the number of students enrolling in our schools. Um, over time, I think most communities would say it kind of tapers off. It kind of, uh, I think it loses a, maybe a little bit of its luster, but uh, we definitely, we're, we're a community, you know, that sits about an hour away from Little Rock. We're in South Arkansas, which is not as, it's, it's, not the uh, rich area of Arkansas, like Northwest Arkansas, with all of the, you know, the Walmart and the Dillard's and uh, 
the, the big money that you often hear of uh, in Northwest Arkansas. But what we've been able to do in Arkadelphia is most of the school districts around us are continuing to shrink. We have maintained uh, what we've had for the last however many years. We, we've we've not gotten smaller. We've basically been able to kind of hold our own. You know, we're not a dying and shrinking community. We're just kind of holding our own right now and uh, hoping for the best. How much do you think the Promise program played a part in that then helping you remain stable? Uh, and maybe it's also just the mindset then of the community of, hey, we're doing something and maybe that helps the overall mindset. But how did the Promise program play into all of that, do you think? Oh, I think it's pay- played a huge part because part of this economic plan that the community came up with, and it was extensive. I mean, there were literally hundreds of people working on it. Um, I would say that the Arkadelphia Promise has been the most successful thing out of this entire plan. I often meet with families uh, with husbands and wives that are considering moving to a different community, but the part of the calculation for them is if I leave, what what am I leaving on the table from the Arkadelphia Promise in a couple of years when my kids graduate from high school? And we've had families stay in our community after after having these meetings because they realize, oh, I'm going to end up leaving, you know, 15, 20, whatever, you know, however many thousands of dollars it is, they're going to leave that on the table if they walk away to take a, a job that maybe is only a $5,000 increase per year. So, um, it's definitely something that, that our community folks think about, uh, whether they're moving in or moving out. It, it, it's a factor. Right. Yeah, it can make a huge difference because the promise amount, you will pay up to the full tuition of an in-state school or what? I forget. I've read through that. What What is the amount? A, a typical freshman uh, going to a school in-state is going to get $5,000 their freshman year from us. And when you combine that with the Arkansas Challenge money, um, as a freshman, that becomes $6,000, plus all the other stuff that we try to help, all the other scholarships that we try to help them uh, put their hands on. So, you know, right off the bat, that's $6,000 you're uh, not having to pay out of pocket for your freshman student. And, uh, you know, it's that's a big deal for most families. For some of those students graduating from Arkadelphia there in high school, then how much might the promise end up paying for, you know, by the time they get out of a four-year college, what might have they gotten from the promise program there locally? Yeah. So, I mean, by the time they're done, it's about 15,000 from the Arkadelphia promise. And I think it's um, about 15,000 from the Arkansas challenge. So between the two, it's $30,000. And that would be about how many graduates would you have then each year from Arkadelphia going on to college? Oh, so we send about about 80% of our students now um, enroll as freshmen in the fall after their freshman year. And uh, we normally graduate between 115 to 125 students a year. So, you know, we're sending a bunch of kids to college every year. And, you know, this is something that I even had to adjust my mindset to a little bit when I took this job. Because when, when like, when we went to school, you kind of, you started school, you stayed in school and you finished school in, you know, four or five years. And it's a, it's a different world out there for a lot of families um, because life happens. And, you know, you have a lot of students that um, do take longer to graduate, but 
and so like Kalamazoo, they they'll let their students spread that scholarship out over 10 years if they have to drop out for a semester and go to work and then go back and uh, that so some promise programs even allow for things like that but my point was if you're if we, we we just feel like if we can get our students to enroll in the fall for their freshman year and we get them through that freshman year and now they've got 27 or 30 hours towards a degree you know the likelihood of them going back as a sophomore is so much greater and then if you can get them through that sophomore year the odds of them graduating from college just grow exponentially and so while we may not have kids all of our kids may not finish in four years we do feel like we're doing a lot to get them on a path to get a degree in a reasonable amount of time regardless of what other life factors happen to them and you mentioned an 80 percent of those students going on to college i would have to think that that's high above the state average and you probably saw a big increase once you started the program correct <laughs> oh yeah yeah so we did uh, some pretty simple research before we, uh, well, during that first year that I was on the job right after the promise was announced. And um, it looks like we were only sending about 60 to 65% of Arkadelphia kids were going to college. And um, we immediately jumped up to 75, I think was in the first year. And, and then we've been between 75 and 85 every single year. Uh, each class has its own personality, but um, so yeah, it's we're well above the state average. We're well above the national average. Our retention rates are much higher than the state. They're higher than the national average, and it's because of the scholarship. I mean, I just I don't have any doubt that it's we're we're helping take that financial burden away for those students, and it's a lot easier to stay in school when you're not having to worry about you know having to pay that full amount uh, that so many people are burdened with. Do you find that as far as, and I've read this on other programs that the school, as far as the academics have then risen because you have such a higher percentage of students wanting to go on to college, test scores and so forth go up because everybody's gearing up for college. Does that happen there too? I think so. Um, it's hard to say that that's the reason why, but we, we feel like it's definitely a factor. And you know, like we have kids that, when they're kindergartners, first, second, third graders, they already talk about going to college. And a lot of these kids come from families where neither parent went to college. So where are they getting that? Well, they're hearing it from their teachers who are talking about college being a possibility for them because of the Arkadelphia promise. So, you know, again, it's a, we feel like we kind of had a mindset change and, um, inserted you know whether they realize it or not we've inserted some hope where there may not have been hope before um we, we every year we have kids go to college that neither parent went to college um you know they come out of really bad circumstances but they know how because we've pounded it in their heads they know how important it is to get uh, additional years of school under their belt so I'm sure that you, you know, have people ask you all the time, well, how could we do this in our community? If people are wanting to do something like that, outside of finding that wealthy investor that wants to come back, is there a good way yeah. for them to get started? How do you, how do you begin to do it? Well, you know, it, it takes money. I mean, that there's no doubt it takes money, but that doesn't mean that it has to be one or two donors. I mean, there are communities that have been able to do it with, um, some really hardcore fundraising. Uh, 
But yeah, I mean, you know, you, you've got to find where the money is and you've got to find somebody that, uh, not, if not somebody, a group of people that have a real tie to the community and want to do something, uh, for education. Yes. No, there's no doubt. Your program does not require students to have to come back to the community. Is that right? Do some do, or how does yours work? No, we don't, we do not require that. That would be such a hard thing to enforce. That would be a a serious legal contract, uh, to require them to come back. Um, but you know, we hope that because they grew up here, you know, the students grew up here, uh, they're, folks are here, their relatives and friends, some of them are, are choosing to stay local. Um, you know, we, and we, we may not get them back immediately after college, but we, we hope that we will get, and we, and we have had some success with that, um, with folks coming back that went through the promise program that are now occupational therapists or pharmacists or, you know, uh, teachers, doctors, um, we, we would like for them to come back and be a part of this community. And, And they're invested because they do have ties to the community already. Well, and I was going to ask that. You're probably already starting to see that, that maybe some students that wouldn't have considered it or may have been on the fence because of the Promise program has that, you believe, influenced some of those graduates to to come back and make Arkadelphia their their long-term home? I think so. Um, In fact, one of our outstanding teachers at our high school, he's a pretty young guy he's probably 25 or 26 now um he's turned down jobs from bigger richer school districts and i think a lot of it had to do with the fact that he loved his experience here um we helped him pay for college and he just you know he loves this community and i and i think maybe 10 years ago this is a a teacher that would have opted for greener pastures somewhere else, but we feel like maybe we helped give a, give an extra reason for him to come back here. Now, in my mind, it seems like that these types of things are, are would be things that all communities should be thinking about. And you mentioned the community next to you, passing the hat, whatever they can do. Uh, it yep. certainly makes a community stand out from others. And I think perhaps makes a mindset in that community of, you know, the, the statement we want to make to those, those graduates. Absolutely. I mean, we just, whenever you're considering a school district and, you know, say they're, you're needing to move to an area for whatever job it is that you're looking at. Uh, and we've had this happen many times, you know, we'll have someone that chooses to drive 30, 45 minutes, but live here, have their family here, have their kids in our local school district because of the promise program. And I mean, they'll just, flat out tell me whenever they happen to run into me, you know, maybe a year later, Hey, we moved here because of the promise. And I drive back and forth to, you know, whatever community it is to, to, to do my work. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jason, before we wind up, how do people find you or more information about Arkadelphia and that promise program? I believe you have a website and some other info out there. Yeah. Is that right? Sure. Uh, www.arkadelphiapromise.com. And that's, similar to Philadelphia, but it's Arkadelphia. Obviously, uh, my contact information is on there, um, and I'd be happy to visit with every anyone that is interested in uh, Promise programs or uh, starting one in their community. As I mentioned at the top of the broadcast, this idea and the work of building communities in general is very important to me. 
I'd encourage you to go to one of our websites at TotalTownMakeover.com and follow the Total Town Makeover on Facebook to see other ways communities are overcoming challenges to build strong communities. And if you're specifically interested in this topic of scholarships, I was recently asked to do a video presentation on the topic where I detailed some variations of what you just heard. These ideas are possible and you may already be well on your way to making it happen. I explain how in the video. Just go to the Farming the Countryside Facebook page and you'll find the link to that video. Again, that's the Farming the Countryside Facebook page for the link to that video. That's it for this week's show. I appreciate you listening. Remember, you can hear all of our shows at farmingthecountryside.com, on many local radio stations, or your favorite podcast platform. And you can follow Farming the Countryside on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as well, where I'm posting pictures and videos from our own farm, including harvest that began this past week. I'm Andrew McCray. I'll catch you next time on Farming the Countryside. This edition of Farming the Countryside has been brought to you by Pivot Bio Proven. Turn to better nitrogen. Learn more at pivotbio.com.